0: Welcome to the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast. I am Dr. Kaval Bhava, America's favorite sex doctor and host of America's number one sex podcast. And I am here to transform your life. Our discussion today is going to be a little different. Can you imagine a good little Indian girl like me in the largest red light district in Germany? That's exactly where I was this past summer. And you're not going to believe what happened to me. Joining me to discuss this adventure, or should I call it misadventure, is my friend Dr. Caleb Jacobson, who is everyone's favorite sex therapist. Dr. Jacobson is the president of the School of Sex Therapy and the host of the new podcast Uncomplicated Sex. His books are taught at Harvard and Yale. Welcome, Dr. Jacobson.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Baba, for having me, and I apologize. I did not realize that business was so bad that you had to spend the summer working in the red light district (laughs) and no idea.
0: I know. What can I say? It's been a rough year. It's been tough. It's been tough.
1: It's so good to be here with you once again on the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast as always.
0: It is my pleasure, my friend. We have done some great episodes together.
1: We sure have. And I, I really do want to hear about this good little Indian girl in the red light district. Tell me about it.
0: Well, well, where should I start? as you know, I was in Germany this past summer, and you didn't want to see well, you went to France for a conference, my friend, so Why? it wasn't really possible to see you. but because I had all this time on my hands, I went to the Red Light District of Hamburg, Germany, the Raperbahn, as it is called, and I was looking for sex workers who would talk to me on the Doctor Sex Fairy podcast. It is number one because I have these really interesting conversations with a host of different people. I mean, sex workers, PhDs, just about everybody. And so I went looking. And as I walked into a brothel, they were quite horrified just to see me walk in. They said, no women's, no women's. And I figured I could talk them into letting me speak to somebody. So I try to play the doctor card. I tell them I'm a medical doctor. I have a podcast, it's called Dr. Sex Fairy. I try to show it to them on my phone and they're not interested. And they're just utterly confused and utterly horrified that I'm there.
1: They were afraid you're going to defile and pervert the sex Apparently,
0: workers. as scary as I am. And so they went and got some manager guy. And he comes and he literally kicks me out of the brothel. I was escorted out like a common criminal. I was waiting for the German police to show up with the sirens blaring.
1: You're lucky the manager didn't bring you an application.
0: <laughs> well, as you said, it was a tough summer.
1: <laughs> it was a tough summer. There you go. So they came, so he came down and told you you needed to get the hell out. That's right. And then you just were standing on the streets.
0: No, I wasn't standing on the streets. I went looking for another brothel that would talk to me.
1: And, you know, I I can understand a little bit about why they would be so shocked that you would go in. You know, it wasn't too long ago that I was in Hamburg myself. I was walking through, and, you know, I'm walking up and down the street. I can tell you I'm the only Orthodox Jew walking up and down the street, Kippah and all. Uh, and I went into a Kino, and, you know, a lot of people, they go into these type of places, and they're very timid and shy. And, you know, they don't want the people working there to really look them in the eye and everything. And I go in, I'm like, hey, how is everybody doing? You know, like, I want to know what's going on, how the people are, what they're buying, what's popular, all this other stuff. And it really makes the people in the shops kind of uncomfortable.
0: Yes, I attest to this because when I went up to them and introduced myself as a sexual medicine doctor from the U.S., I was just curious to see what people in Germany were buying. And I went to this really beautiful Big sex store, not a seedy little thing with triple X outside. This was a beautiful store with a nice, you know, set of window displays and everything. And they were very, very surprised and nervous, visibly nervous. Hmm,
1: was it Boutique Bazaar?
0: I don't know what it was called.
1: They follow me on the Instagram. This is a lovely shop, two stories, top story has just about every sex toy, very well curated, beautiful items. Downstairs, it's more of the kink. It's the you know, that's the largest sex shop in Europe. Really? Yes, and it's beautiful. And I made them nervous. You make a lot of people nervous,
0: Bob. Apparently I do. So anyway, do you have any crazy stories to tell me? I'm sure you have a few.
1: Well, I've never been kicked out of a brothel. Uh, I have been kicked out of a strip club. (laughs) Do tell. (laughs) So I'm gonna tell you, it was absolutely crazy. Now, this was years ago. You know, I played music to pay for college, and so we went on. We, we toured around quite a bit. And a friend of mine was in love with a stripper. You know the song? I Okay. Well, he was in love with a stripper. And he always said, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. So being the good little Jewish boy I was, I went to the strip club. And, you know, he was always about, oh, you know, you have to throw, you have to make it rain. You have to make it rain, right? So I took all the money I had and I was making it rain. Now, the problem was I only had quarters. And they rolls of quarters. And so they. she said I gave her a concussion. <laughs> and I wasn't allowed back in the place anymore.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Killing me. Killing me, my friend. But that's funny. So I,
1: I couldn't go back.
0: So let's talk about another famous red light district, Amsterdam. I was there several years ago. And as I walked down the street with women standing in the windows with, you know, the red light shining behind them. It didn't seem very seedy at all, contrary to what one might expect from a red light district.
1: So, you know, that entire area is really uh, fascinating. I mean, it's a safe area to walk around in. In fact, it has tons and tons and tons of tourists. So for the folks listening who think, "Mm, I want to go to Amsterdam, and the women are beautiful, right? Like they have some of the most beautiful women in Europe there Mm -hmm. who come there to work. Uh, There are guys, you know, in Italy... Particularly who come up for their bachelor parties. Um, and they come from the UK for their bachelor parties, right? Like that's the place to go. It would be a little awkward for me if I was going there for a bachelor party to have a little bit of fun, because there are for every person who's going there to buy sex, there's probably a couple thousand, tens of thousands of people who are there just to look to see what's going on. So while you're buying sex, everybody's watching you. <laughs> I mean, that would make me uncomfortable. But I'll, I'll tell you, I had a friend of mine who's gay. And he was there and he he said the same thing you did. He said, you know, he didn't think it was seedy. What he was impressed with was how beautiful all the women were. So he would go and he would kind of like stand and look and he'd wave to the women and they would wave him into the room, which he would have to say, oh, honey, you're beautiful, but I'm gay. But you're right. It is a different experience than what most people would think about when they think about sex work, especially in the U.S., where a lot of full-service sex work is done in more shady parts of town and in the dead of night.
0: You know where they do have a lot of gay sex workers is Thailand. Pattaya is one of the largest red-light districts, I think, in the world at this point. They have
1: a lot of things in Pattaya.
0: Including ping pong.
1: (laughs) And we're not talking about Forrest Gump, folks. We're talking about ping pong shows. Have you ever been to a ping pong show?
0: No, because I'm always afraid one of those balls will land on me full of vaginal juices.
1: Well, you know, there have been people who reported them things shooting out, hitting them in the face and getting black eyes from them. (laughs) I'll bet. It does happen. I was shocked to find out that it's not just ping pong balls that are being shot from the vagina. A friend of mine reported, now I've never been to Thailand, unfortunately. Uh, Thailand's beautiful. I just have not had a chance to go. But a friend of mine told me that he went and he was shocked because the woman put a bowl of water on the stage and shot a goldfish out of her vagina into the bowl. Of water.
0: <gasps> really? Oh, that's my time. God. I've actually been to Bangkok. I just didn't have time to get to Pattaya because I was there for a conference. It was in and out. Pun unintended. I was thinking the Golden Buddha was what I needed to see. Hell, I should have been going to the ping pong shows.
1: I am also told that most people who go to these, uh, even though it is in a red light district, right, people are selling sex. And you're right. There are a lot of trans sex workers and so forth. But the people I know who have gone to these ping pong shows say they're not sexy at all. They're kind of the opposite of that. It kind of turns (laughs) them (laughs) but it is of a curiosity where you want to see. And supposedly these women have a big list of things that they could do with their vagina and shooting stuff out of, and you know, they you pick and choose what you see on this menu.
0: You know, Amsterdam has sex shows, but I never attended any of those either, but I believe you went to one of them.
1: So I took a tour of people to Amsterdam. One of the people in this tour was a Catholic nun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is she was a catholic nun oh my God. Oh my who God. is a very good friend of mine she's a professor in the u.s now of new testament and there's this catholic nun it's kind of like a joke right this orthodox jew a catholic nun in the red light district but this is what happened and uh we, we and, and we were going through this area. And, you know, they have you go through the red light alleys and then on the main street, they have like a sex museum. They have some of these sex shows. Some of them you actually don't go in. The ones you go in, it's like a theater and people are having sex on stage. The other one is like this round booth and you go and you put your quarters in and the screen drops down and someone's either masturbating in there or there's a couple having sex. Oh, my and they, God. Well, it depends on the couple, Baba. It depends on the couple. I mean, some people might quite enjoy what they're watching.
0: You're right. There is this part of society that's very voyeuristic. It's very sexy to some people to watch other people getting it on.
1: Well, I'll tell you all about voyeurism. You know, in Berlin, we have what's known as the Kit Kat Club. This isn't where you go get a piece of candy, okay? (laughs) I don't want people to get confused. No green
0: tea Kit Kat.
1: (laughs) Some, some, you know, bodies listening to this and going, ooh, candy. If it was me... I would not sit down in this club because there are probably body emissions on everything. Okay. It's several stories and it's people bumping and grinding and having sex all over the place. And they even have an area where they do more like BDSM demonstrations while everybody's bumping and grinding and sexual acts. And you can watch all of this and it's very, it's, Supposed to be sexually liberating if you can get in the club. Now, I know a lot of people who have tried to get in the club. They've had trouble getting in the club because the bouncers will ask you questions like, what type of music is playing tonight? Uh, someone told me recently, they said, I said techno. And they said, Well, of course it's techno, but what type? And they're like, I don't know. So I don't have that problem. I have a free entrance into the Kit Kat Club, even though I don't use it. Um, but it is difficult to get in and people stand in line waiting to get in. I will also say I'm probably the only person who goes to the Kit Kat Club fully dressed in a suit where <laughs> because because usually you have to wear like kink clothes or go nude.
0: Interesting. Very
1: interesting. Loose, white shirt, zed seat, seat and kippa, okay? I stand out in the crowd.
0: Now, you work with a lot of porn stars? Do you think that porn stars and sex workers ever enjoy themselves?
1: Recently, I did an event in Berlin uh, and had several sex workers speaking at this event. And from the sex workers, they ranged from full service escorts to erotic massage therapists. And they all talked about their experience and how they really felt that they were providing a service to their clients who really needed it. And it really made an impact in, in their clients' lives. Um, I So I do think that a lot of them do enjoy it. Um, when it comes to porn stars, I do think that most of them overall enjoy the work that they do. But there's that element of, you know, you're filming a scene that takes you several hours because there's a lot of, you know, cut. You know, let's start all over again. And I'm sure that this becomes extremely annoying after a while and it's hard work. I mean, but to be fair, most of us have jobs where there are moments that are unenjoyable for us and we don't like either. So we often think, I wonder if these sex workers enjoy their work, but do we enjoy every aspect of our work? Probably not.
0: It's an interesting way to look at it. Now, let's talk about violence with sex workers. According to research, sex workers have up to a 75% chance of experiencing sexual violence. Don't you think legalizing the oldest profession in the world would make it safer for sex workers in multiple ways?
1: Here in Europe, sex work is mostly legal. Uh, I have called for sex work to be legalized in the US. I do think that you're right that. It does several things. One, it allows sex workers to report any type of violence that has happened to them, right? So it keeps them safe, and it puts people who cause harm to others behind bars, or at least in the justice system. I also think by legalizing sex work, we do create boundaries around that industry, and there are regulations that are put in place, such as the sex workers have to be tested for STIs and HIV regularly, usually monthly. And I think this is also important for the overall public health and safety. Now, I know some people will disagree with me about this subject, but the truth of the matter is there's always been sex work. There will always be sex work. It doesn't matter whether it's legal or illegal, it is happening. And in fact, if we make sex work legal, there are chances that there will be less people doing sex work. Because they don't want to go through the complications of registering and all of that. So for these reasons, I really think that sex work should be legalized.
0: I'm all for it. I'm not saying that I'm encouraging sex work. I'm just saying that if we can put some guidelines in place, it will be safer for the clients. It will be safer for the sex workers. And I think there'll be less violence, God knows, because then they're not afraid of calling the authorities if something does go south and yes i do believe that then stds or stis as you call them will be lower
1: so you got to tell me dr baba back to the river bond cuz we <laughs>
0: <totally didn't laughs> yeah we go that. again
1: right you were looking for a sex worker interviewed so did you ever find one
0: well you know i was a woman on a mission so i went and managed to convince A bouncer outside another brothel to let me in. So as I was going up the stairs in this dimly lit brothel, I was thinking to myself, what on earth am I doing? And I had a friend with me, thankfully. Male or female? Male. And I, I just felt safer that way because I was in a brothel in a different country. I don't speak German, so it was just a bad idea. So we're going up this dimly lit staircase and we go up and there's six women sitting there. So I thought I'd meet one woman. There were six. But they were so confused about why I would want to talk to them that ultimately I didn't end up talking to them and I left. I ended up meeting Yves Champagne, Germany's first solo burlesque dancer, and I attended her very famous show in the Raperbahn as well. I interviewed her and you can listen to our great conversation. It was episode 32, Burlesque Behind the Feathers.
1: Oh, I think that's fascinating. And that's a great episode of the podcast.
0: Hmm. So that's how it ended for me. Got kicked out of a brothel and then ran out of another.
1: <laughs> and then got went to a great burlesque show.
0: It was a great night. So Dr. Jacobson, how can people find you?
1: Well, I would love for them to reach out if they're listening to this great episode of the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast. They can reach out to me on Instagram at Dr. Caleb Jacobson. And they can follow my new podcast that you mentioned earlier on, Dr. Bava. Uncomplicated Sex. It's available wherever podcasts are found. And you know what? You're our first guest on the podcast. So they can listen to you on there and they can sit back and get a double bava shot.
0: That's right. (laughs) A A double bava shot. (laughs) Yes. And I'm so honored, by the way. And I'm so glad you've started that podcast because it's time people took the BS out of sex therapy and got down to basics got down to what people need. Get in, get out. No need for therapy for life. Let's fix the problem and let's move on with life. So thank you for doing that.
1: It's my pleasure. And thank you again so much for having me on your show.
0: Thank you so much again for coming. As I end this episode, I would like to thank you all for joining me week after week and for making this the number one sex podcast in America. You have no idea what this means to me. Share this podcast with your friends, and help me spread my message of joy, intimacy, and passion. Until next time. I hope you enjoyed the Doctor's Sex Fairy podcast today. I would love to continue this conversation with you. If you would like to get in touch with me, email me at askme at Fairy.com. Don't forget to follow this podcast and leave me a five-star review and make sure you follow my blockbuster hit TikTok account, Dr. Sex Fairy.